McKinsey and company assembled a massive data set to gain insights on the landscape of women in the workplace. Involved in their research were 423 organizations that represented 12 million people to gather more than 65,000 surveys. Here are some of the findings. Burnout is on the rise for women, and according to those surveyed, it was worse in 2021 than it was during the pandemic in 2020. The need for allies, mentors, and advocates are also on the rise, specifically when it comes to women being considered for and obtaining executive leadership positions. Now, this issue isn't about going all in on advocating for women and leaving men behind. Not at all. As leaders, we need to be realistic about how we're doing in this area, though. And the data shows that we have some work to do. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and today's episode is about taking one bold move a day. Shauna Hawking is my guest today. She is a leadership consultant, philanthropic advisor, keynote speaker, and author. She also has spent 20 years working in university fundraising, and she has raised hundreds of millions of dollars while also leading large teams. And in January of 2022, she started her own business to support universities, nonprofit organizations, and family foundations in achieving more than they ever thought possible. And she also wrote a book, and that's why she's here. It's entitled, One Bold Move a Day, Meaningful Actions Women Can Take to Fulfill Their Leadership and Career Potential. It's released on November 15th, 2022. So by the time that you're listening to this, you've either got less than 24 hours to wait for this book or it's already out. This is another good one. Let's jump to Shauna giving us her working definition of leadership. So leadership for me is not about your title or your authority. It is the energy and purpose by which you lead yourself and how you serve others. In that same vein, uh, before we move on, I, I, I have to ask who or what helped shape that definition for you uh, during your leadership trajectory. Oh, gosh, I've been so fortunate to have so many mentors and really fantastic people that I've learned from, you know, starting, um, you know, in, in grade school and growing up and my family. Um, I try to learn something from every leader that I'm around, and I am an avid reader. So I have an incredibly large leadership bookshelf, and many people have shaped that definition with me, whether or not they know that they have. Um, but what I love so much about this idea of leading from where you are, which I often say, is that it's about how you support other people around you, even if you don't have that title or the corner office. And it just makes leadership more accessible and also our responsibility. That's good. So what drives you to do what you do? And again, another <laughs> another big wide open question, but I think motives matter. And I, I think you're, you have some really good ones from what I've seen. So what drives you to do this work? Uh, I think I've always been driven, you know, even since I was little, maybe too driven, someone would say, but um, I feel very called to do what I do and that I have the uh, ability to see through obstacles and create uh, solutions. And so if I can help make the world um, a little bit better through leadership, philanthropy, or other things that are important to me, then uh, it's my opportunity to do that. And um, so I have felt very driven uh, in the work that I've done as a fundraiser, you know, learning from the best, being the best, fulfilling my own potential. And then also now as an author to help 
particularly other women, but really everybody in um, seeing what their path is and hopefully making it a little bit easier than maybe I felt like it was for me uh, because I don't think it has to be so hard and we really truly all rise together. So let's let's jump into the book if that's all right. I'm excited to do so. The title is One Bold Move a Day, Meaningful Actions Women Can Take to Fulfill Their Leadership and Career Potential. What can you share about what led you to write One Bold Move a Day? This is a book that I, you know, have written in my mind and on my heart for many years, but I set about doing it more formally in the last few years because as a working woman and a leader, as I grew my career, I saw and I heard from many women that I mentored and supported and my colleagues about the challenges that they were experiencing, about the things they wish they had known earlier, about the well-intended advice they'd received that was actually misdirecting them, and that they lost sight of who they were in the process. And I certainly experienced that myself. All of these things swirling around me, you know, do this, don't do this, you know, do this the right way, whatever that means. And um, I, I wanted to create this really practical hands-on roadmap to help other women in their own journeys, both personally and professionally. And that part's important to me, Steve. This isn't a career guide. You know, making bold moves happens, of course, in your daily life at work, but it also happens in your your personal life and with the relationships you create with other people. Yeah. And I there's two things that you said there that I want to highlight and I'll come back to eventually, I'm sure. But the the practical application that you have in this book is ch- it's chocked full. Of practical application, so I'm a huge proponent of that because I think if it's all theory, then that, that that serves a purpose. But I don't know if my natural bend or what I want to do something with the stuff. So you have a lot of here's what you can do with the stuff. Uh, but then tied to that is if it's all work and not a personal connection or your personal life or your home life, if it's not applicable there, I think there's something that's missed. And uh, I love that you highlight that because it's a whole person that you're that you're talking about. So it could be internal or or external. Can you talk about any resistance that you've encountered while while writing this book? Oh yeah, internal and external for sure. <laughs> I mean, writing a book is a um I mean it's a it's a journey. You know, you're there's some days where you feel like everything is coming, you know, and flowing and then there's some days where you feel like what am I doing? And um and so you are really working through this um, on your own. You know, it is an independent project, so you're doing a lot of this by yourself. And then in terms of external resistance, I think there was a lot of like, well, w- you know, what makes you think that you should be writing a book on this topic? Or um, that's a little bit too out there. And, um, you know, it's really better if you just kind of focus on your your job. And I, again, felt called to do this. And so that belief in what was possible helped me to see through both my own internal distractions and then the the noise that was around me sometimes. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I've never written a book. Uh, I've written blogs. <laughs> and even when in that little tiny world of, of blog writing, if I deal with some of the imposter syndrome or who am I and, and is this going to actually matter to anybody, I can imagine it can be uh, 10 or 100 fold that. Um, and, and then when you People nowadays, they like to voice their opinion. Sometimes people don't do it face-to-face and uh, it's a lot easier to just click send on an email or social media. So I thought that there would be some resistance and based on what I've seen and known about you, I felt like you would be open about that and that makes that makes sense. I appreciate you sharing it. So this next one, this next question is uh, tied to that. 
a little bit and, and specifically with the, with the title. So I'm, I'm a man and an executive. So there's about 1 million things that, uh, that I don't know about being a woman. And I want, I think it's, I think it's important. I want to know. And I think people like me, guys like me want to know. So what don't men understand about the path to leadership for women? I really value that you're asking this question, and I can see the the, the true sense of learning that you're bringing to this, Steve. And I think it will help um, many people. You know, um, it is different to be a woman in the workplace, and I, I do think we all kind of have an understanding of that, but we don't necessarily know what does that mean. I often draw on research in this particular case because I think that it you know, creates like a standard that we can all learn from. And um, the McKinsey Women in the Workplace report that comes out annually to me is one of the best um, reports about what is it like to be a woman in the workplace. And, um, you know, what they found in the most recent, particularly through the pandemic, is that women leaders were, you know, of course, like everyone trying to manage these work-life challenges that we all have as well as their their workload and um and checking in on their own well-being and other people's well-being and they were doing it to create stronger workplaces more engaged employees but at their own detriment you know that the, they were burning out faster and um it's often because uh metrics don't show when you care about people. And so women's efforts in the workplace are often undervalued. And when they're undervalued, um, the women feel undervalued. And so there's more that workplaces can do to support and advance women's careers. And the reason that I think this is so important is that saying you want to uplift and advance women in the workplace, it doesn't mean that you don't support men's careers too. I, I think it it, we try to make things so either or. And one of the beautiful things I write about in the book is that it is an and. It can be a both. That when um, we say, yes, we know that women, and particularly women of color, face different, more difficult barriers in the workplace, we can together create more inclusive, equitable organizations. And, um, you know, at some other point in time, I'd love to talk through some like really specific things that I could think of that men could do to help be a part of this. But one of my favorite resources to recommend to men um, on this particular topic um, is a book called Athena Rising um, by David Smith and Brad Johnson. I, I read the whole thing to make sure before I recommended it that I felt like it was a good resource and I, and I really do. That's good. That's good. Um, everybody listening in, I will be sure to uh, put that in the show notes because I want to check it out myself along with, of course, uh, Shauna's book, but that's helpful. And, and I can imagine, I'm saying it, you don't have to, but I can imagine that um, at times it could feel maybe like you're navigating a, you know, a minefield depending on who you're talking to with this topic. So uh, I'm saying it again, you don't have to. And and I am, and guys like me that are listening in are open because we want to know uh, there's blind, blind spots are blind spots for a reason. So uh, we can't see them. So it's good to have, I think it's wise to have uh, many uh, voices uh, coming in and you got to filter some of those out because you can't, you can't do everything that everybody says, but thank you for sharing that. So uh, give us a taste uh, for the content in the book, what are the actions women should be taking to fulfill their potential? Mm, okay, well, there's certainly many, as you referenced you know, <laughs> know, in the book. There's just, a lot of I just tossed out you know, a large how question you can do this today. But I yeah. would say that the the book is designed um, to help people advance their careers, develop as a leader, and grow as people through a single measurable act each day—a bold move. 
And a bold move is something that helps you move forward, learn, and grow. And uh, a bold move is not defined by me. It's defined by you. So what's a bold move for you today, Steve, might be different than what's a bold move for me. And what you might even have a different bold move tomorrow because we are ever-evolving and it's a lifelong process. And a bold move could be that you you know, you send your coffee back when the barista, you know, missed part of your order. And instead of just taking it and being like, okay, I'm going to have the pumpkin spice latte instead of the mocha, like you say, you know what, I'd, I'd love if you could if you could change this, if this is not what I ordered. That's a bold move on certain days. And um, it's also a bold move to ask for a promotion or uh, move across the country for a new job or to start a new relationship or to reach out to a friend. And so all of these actions work together to build your confidence and your your inner strength to keep going the next day. Because not every bold move goes exactly as you've hoped or planned, but you can still learn and move forward from them. Did you know that Patrick and I do speaking engagements? And it's not just at our kids' birthday parties. From small group workshops on navigating difficult conversations to large settings where you need an MC to guide an event, or a few panelists to light a discussion up. Scroll down and click the link to submit a request. Now, back to my guest, Shauna. A couple of things that I wrote down, coming back to that practical side of things, and, and maybe we can pause here just for a minute or two, and, and you could pick, pick one or a couple of these or whatever, uh, just a couple of things that I wrote down that seem to be very practical to apply. Uh, getting to know your boss as a person, uh, from mentorship to creating a board of advisors, that might be helpful to, to explain actually what that is. Uh, simple stuff that seems simple, but maybe it's not that easy. Applying for a job. And do you have to have all the qualifications? Uh, you speak directly to that. Uh, leading by creating value and managing up with your boss. So I know that that was kind of like fish food and I'm, I'm kind of tossing that out on top of the water. But could, could you pick one or two of those and kind of unpack a little bit more of, of what that means for uh, taking a bold move each day? Sure. Well, let's talk about um, managing up in the workplace and also about um, mentorship personal board of advisors, because I think those are universally applicable for everyone. What, you know, When you're in the workplace, there are ideas that you have, there are feelings that you have, there are things that you're looking for, and there are things that you're creating. And um, understanding what the organization framework is where you are, because it is different in every org, and um, you know who makes the decisions, who influences the decisions, uh, who uh, who can say things in meetings a certain way and who can't. Trying to figure out what those different things are by really listening and observing, and taking notes, and then um, and then you know your boss is obviously you know an important person. They have the title. But that doesn't mean they have it all figured out. And they probably won't come out and say this to you, but they might say, you know, I'm really looking to create this new project and I'm not sure which direction to go first. What do you think? And you have a choice in that moment to say what your idea is that might be the most important thing the organization can do that day or to just hold back because you're not sure if your boss is going to like it. And to make the bold move to say, you know, I've been thinking about this. I looked at the, you know, the analysis of the financial report from the last few months. And I really think that we could make a move into this new market. And here's some things I've been doing that I think could back this up, right? Just share your ideas that way. And and know that your boss needs you the same way that you need your boss. And it means that you also 
Uh, you know, if your boss is someone who gives you projects but doesn't give you deadlines and then sometimes scrambles at the last minute or asks you every day, where is this project? Where are this project? Then you say to them, you know, hey, I'm working on this project. I'm going to have it back to you by Friday. If you need it before then, let me know. And then you've given yourself the space and the air cover to do your own work without them checking in on you a bunch. And also they can say, you know what, Steve, I really need it by Thursday. And you can say, great, then we're super clear. And and that's what I call managing up with your boss. People think it sounds really scary, but it, it is approachable if you take it in smaller pieces. And before we go to the next one with mentorship, I that, that point about asking clarifying questions on when do you need this by helps people like me. So I have a I have a team that reports directly to me. And because I'm unintentionally leaving details out, because I'm moving on to the next thing. I trust the decision-making power of the people that I'm giving tasks to that I just go to the next thing. So it helps. You're actually serving me as your boss, manager, supervisor by asking those questions because sometimes I don't even, it's it's just, I moved on. So um, to dispel some of the scariness, again, it depends on who you report to, the structure of the organization, all the things that you mentioned, but that's a that's great. That's a really good thing to point out. Steve, I have also been that boss where I'm moving so quickly in the giving the projects that I am I think I've told some you know someone everything they need to know but I probably haven't. So here is a strategy that I have tried to use to make it more likely that they get what they need as a leader to say what questions do you have to assume that someone has a question so that I don't have to make them feel uncomfortable to ask the question. Because of course, you know, we'd like to think we're really clear and they'd like to think that we've told them everything they know, but we might not have. So what questions do you have? Says to someone, I expect that you have questions. And then the other thing is what's missing. So I've just given you this whole project and all the deadlines and expectation. But if I say to you what's missing, I'm indicating that I don't have it all figured out. I make mistakes too. And also that I want you to weigh in and make this project better. And to making those my default questions helps me to be the kind of leader that I want to be and also invite my team members to be the kind of team members that they want to be with me. Yeah. So I, uh, I was looking down there because I am taking notes. Even though I can listen back to this podcast, I realize that it helps me. Uh, I reference these notes that I take during these episodes. So thank you for that. that um, the other one was uh, mentorship. You know, whether you work for someone in a big company or you work for yourself, everybody needs mentors. I certainly have benefited from many mentors, as we talked about earlier. You know, what happens sometimes is that we get really caught up in working with one specific mentor, or maybe we have two mentors. And actually, I had a coaching client ask me this week, What do I do when my mentors give me contradictory advice? Okay, well, then the first clue is you need to have more than two because you need to, you know, because <laughs> like that, yeah, sure. that makes it too tricky. So, this idea of a personal board of advisors is that you have a, a committee of people that you can rely on. And just like any company has a board or any nonprofit has a board, it's because the many diverse perspectives are important to move the organization forward. Well, in this case, you're the organization. So, you know, don't you deserve the same thing that every great company and nonprofit has? So this idea of a board of advisors, I mean, the one big pro is you don't have to have meetings, no meetings, no agendas. So that's fun. But this idea of I have a team of people who would support me. And in some cases, you don't even need to know everyone on your board of advisors. Something I write about in the book 
is that you can have someone that you aspire to learn from or that it, you, it brings you inspiration um, who is a leader, a well-known leader in the world um, that sits on your personal board of advisors. And instead of, of course, calling them and asking them for advice, you might think, you know, what would this person tell me to do in handling this situation? And just knowing that they're helping you in this sense um, could give you the reinforcement you need to make your decisions and go forward. And uh, and and it, it evolves, right? So at some point in your career, Steve, you know, what you needed when you were first starting is different than what you need right now as a leader of a team and um, and as an executive. And so know that mentorship also evolves. I still keep in touch with many mentors, but I might not ask them for advice the same way. So this personal board of advisors gives you the flexibility to continue to evolve as you evolve and grow as a leader and as a person. So then the link, uh, and please steer me if I'm misinterpreting this, uh, mentorship, probably lots of us listening have heard of mentorship or maybe all of us, hopefully have heard of mentorship and kind of have a concept of that. Uh, somebody that's guiding you that has your best interest in mind. The link between mentorship and board of directors is a, uh, a, a variety of mentors in varying capacities, whether it's in person or somebody that's an author that you've been following for a long time, that's on the other side of the world. But the board of advisors, they are the they are mentoring you. Uh, but there's more than one or two. It's it's you have a you have a volume of people that you're going to. Is that yeah? Fair? It's the okay. idea that you you have a, a team of people that can support you because everyone does better with a team. I may not call on all eight of them when I have a specific issue. But, it, but I know that like, you know what, I'm really facing a, a, an executive level issue. I'm going to call Steve. I'm going to ask Steve for his advice on this. But the next time, whatever I'm facing, maybe it's something a little bit different. I, I'm going to call, you know, Joan because Joan really is the person who I think can better support me in this. And so I don't have to think about it every time. I already know I have this, this group of people that I can rely on that I've built up over time um, to, help, to help guide me. Is there um... – this wasn't in the the outline, and, but I'm chasing my curiosity here for people that are wondering, I want that. How do I start? Um, so how do I get a mentor? You know, is there anything there before we move on to, to a couple other questions that I have? For sure. Well, there is a lot of information additionally to this that is in the book about how to identify a mentor, how to cultivate a mentor. But for our conversation today, you know, your bold move is in asking someone that you admire and is maybe someone that you would aspire to have a role like if they would be willing to spend 20 minutes with you to talk about their career experiences and then, you know, come prepared with questions that you want to ask so that you can use their time well and then listen and learn. And, you know, I, I joke that uh, we don't walk around saying, will you be my mentor to people because that's sometimes really formal and people might freak out. But that by learning from someone and then saying at the end of this conversation, I learned so much from you today, would it be okay if I reached out again in two months that you are building that relationship for someone to become your mentor? And they don't have to have the official title in order to be in that space. But, you know, it, it is really just about taking a moment to say, who do I want to learn from? And it can also be a peer. We get this thought that it has to be someone like 20 years ahead of you who's like figured it all out. Um, there's a lot of value in peer mentors too. Hey, listen, uh, we're both in the same role at our company and looking to advance. Would you be open to kind of talking about what you did um, to get to this role? What are you thinking about next? What are some things that you've had to learn the hard way? And let's learn together. 
That's great. So I've got three scenarios for you. I think this will be kind of fun. Three scenarios of people seeking your counsel. So first, you're at lunch with a woman who's single, early 20s, graduating from college next semester, and she's with you at lunch and she's about to take a bite and she says, can you give me some advice on what I should do next? (laughs) Where do you go? Um, well, you know, I really do like to, uh, understand what motivates people in order to best support them with any advice that I give. But I would say in a general way, the most important thing to do at the beginning of your career is to learn to believe in yourself because it is to me the foundation by which you will be able to do anything else. There will always be people who will tell you that you are not good enough, but you cannot be one of those people who is saying that to yourself. So really trying to come up with strategies about um, how can I give myself permission to learn and have a growth mindset? How can I put myself into new and different situations in order to experience and learn? Um, How can I understand that asking questions and not knowing all the answers is what I'm expected to do? And it doesn't mean that I'm not prepared or not ready for the role that I'm in. And giving yourself the grace to say, I'm not supposed to have this all figured out. I'm in my 20s and I'm just graduating. And if I can't learn now, then I won't be able to learn later. So this is how I set myself up for the future. So different lunch. Um, A woman who feels – yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. You're eating a lot of lunch in these scenarios. Uh, But different lunch. uh, A woman who feels stuck. Her situation is primarily men in elevated roles. Maybe it's an industry thing. Maybe it's a company thing. What would you say to her? She wants to advance her career, but not really sure. She feels kind of stuck. What, what would you What would you say? Well, I think that many of us have experienced this at different points in time. And, you know, I have some really wonderful um, mentors who are men and sponsors who are men. And uh, they have helped me to think about the workplace differently because they experience the world differently. And so, you know, I would say, to try to cultivate relationships with um, some of those people who are more open to it, people that you think you could relate to and say, hey, I'm I'm experiencing some of these challenges in the workplace. You may not see them. Can we talk about them? How would you handle this? What would you do if you were in this situation? And try to create a uh, strategic alliance so that um, you don't have to feel alone in navigating this workplace and, and say, you know, the reality is that I'm experiencing this differently than you would. Would you be willing to put you know, at the next at the next meeting to say, we'd really like to help promote Jane. She's been excelling in her role. Is that something that you could do for me? And and try to get people to help open up those doors for you. And at the same time, to make sure that your accomplishments are known at work. It is very, you know, anybody, men or women often think, oh, I'm doing so good at work, it's going to speak for itself. <laughs> the work does not speak for itself. You have to speak for it. And so and this is uncomfortable to talk about what we do and what we do well, especially. So in the book, I have some strategies about how you can um, bring up what's happening and what you're doing at work. Um, one of my favorite is what I call kind of the elevator conversation. Every one of us has walked into an elevator at some point with like the boss boss or the most senior leader at the org. And you have a choice. You've got four floors. Are you going to have a conversation about the weather are you going to really talk about something that's important? And so when they say, how are you doing? Instead of saying, great, was really glad to see the sunshine and the fall leaves today, you can say, I'm super energized. 
We just completed our project for the company. You're going to be seeing the report next week, but my team and I have spent a long time helping to bring this new product to market and can't wait to hear your feedback, right? Like in that moment, you created a much more meaningful connection with someone. You talked about yourself, but you weren't like walking down the hallway with a megaphone saying, here's what I do. So it's about seeing those open doors and being willing to walk through them. It's good. Last lunch, uh, different different place, let's say, because um, there's, you know, you got your favorites, but this is a different place. I suppose this could be a woman or a man, but I know the book is is targeted towards women. So uh, stayed home with the kids and wants to get back into the workforce, broad strokes here, but wants to get back into the workforce, feels a little uh, trepidation with doing that. What would you, what would you say? Love that you are thinking about this next step in your career and deciding what's important to you. I really firmly believe that you can love your work and love your family and be great at them both. And that's the kind of world that I'm working toward. It's just important for all of us to be working toward that, you know, for working mothers and working fathers, that you can you can be a caregiver and be uh, successful in your job. So it can feel hard to come back into something that, you know, feels like something that's very unknown. And yet, in every experience we go into for the very first time or the first time again in a while, we have to leverage everything we've already brought to that table. So, you know, managing schedules and keeping up with activities, those are any any good project manager skills that you would bring to the workplace. And so you have to just, you know, write that resume and the cover letter and apply for the job, even if you think, well, they're not going to hire me because I haven't done this in a long time. I always say, like, don't make the decision for the company. Let them make that decision. You make the decision to put yourself out there and to speak for what's important to you and then learn from the experience. And so, you know, I, I think that we have brought the conversation about caregiving to the fore a, a lot more since the pandemic when we realized that it's all work, families, all the, you know, it's all out in the open now. And I think there's a different level of respect for what people do to be a full-time caregiver. And I think that this is this is the time, you know, to put yourself out there and let them decide. And honestly, if they decide that you're not the right fit for the company because you haven't done it before, then that's not the place where you want to restart your career. Well, I feel like there's a lot more <laughs> that we could be going into. But it, if you're listening in to this and, and you want more, uh, I'm going to make sure that you have the links to get more from from this conversation and uh, to the book. So uh, this was fun and enlightening. Uh, thank you so much, Asana, for for taking time. I mean, time is inelastic. Uh, our energy our energy levels are elastic, and you've spent both being here. So thank you. That's not missed on me or lost on me. So I, I'd uh, really I would love I appreciate if if you would close us out. Um, so what would you want to leave the listeners with? Steve, I really value how you've led this conversation and the genuine interest that you have in helping others to create their own leadership approaches and um, where, wherever they are in the world or in their companies. So thank you for creating this space. The thing I'd love to you know leave everyone with today is that in the bold move mindset, you will approach each day and see that there are doors are open that you can walk through. And you should walk through those doors and you should create and open up those doors for yourself. This is your life. This is your choice. Uh, go make the bold moves and fulfill your potential. I love it. 
Well, thank you again. We will have to have you back because there's so much more to talk about. But thanks again. And I'm really, really excited for people to dig into this content that you've put out for us. Thank you so much. Takeaways and action items. First of all, the takeaways. Number one, leadership for Shauna is not about your title or your authority. It is the energy and purpose by which you lead yourself and how you serve others. Mm, That's good. Number two, there are people who will advocate for your advancement, but you are the one that has to make a bold move. Three, every small deliberate action aids in your growth and trajectory as a leader. Don't underestimate the compounding effect they have. Action items. Be ready for your elevator conversation. Know the project or accomplishment you want to highlight. Go for it when the opportunity presents itself. And you know what? Possibly create the opportunity for yourself. Number two for action items. Get a set of mentors and craft your board of advisors. Last action item. Buy Shauna's book. It comes out November 15th, 2022. Click the link in the show notes to buy it. All right, so if you're wondering what the show notes are, just scroll down in whatever application you're using right now. I've put several things there, including a link to 50 plus impact leadership blogs and ways to connect with Shauna. Free ideas and connections to keep you going. And if you thought of somebody during this episode, please send it to them with a note of encouragement. Or if you need something to post on social media, don't forget to tag the impact of leadership. We love engaging with you that way. And we have over 100 episodes that will aid in your growth as a leader. So follow or subscribe in whatever platform you're using to have access to all of them. And as a reminder, don't forget to check those show notes. I can't wait to be with you again soon. But until then, from all of us at The Impact of Leadership, thanks for listening.